Welcome to, to a, a funny thing happened on the way to the podcast. podcast. That is the first and only time we will ever try to do that in sync because it's not. That was super culty. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't. I don't like the way it makes me feel. It wasn't bad though. We were in sync. <laughs> not the band. We have a new guest this week. Yes, Connor Peck. Oh, now they have my full name. It's gonna be yeah. fun. He doesn't know what he's getting into because he's never seen the show before. So, <laughs> uh, no, it's not true. I did see the one about the um the. What's the polite term? Uh, escort. The, the lady of the night. Did you watch it or did you just watch parts of it here? No, you showed me the whole episode, I thought. The yeah. whole episode? I was pretty sure. That's we were drinking. Probably like now. a good two hours. Yeah, it was long. No. <laughs> I was pretty sure. We had when? watched at least half an hour of it. Okay, that's fine. It was good, though. Two hours. <laughs> I'm not that mean. I don't just bring <laughs> you over. That's not true. Dakunama time traveler. That's true. Classic. That is. That's a. It's 10 years old this year. Shameless plug, I'm doing it for you. Thank you. Pointing at cameras those people can't see. One of the big mistakes that I made when buying that stool is the fact that I made it so much higher than these. I have suggested that we cut the legs off, but Jesse didn't like that suggestion. No. It actually looks like they should just come off on their own. But they don't. Not properly. So you tower over us. (laughs) But that's okay. That's okay. Little adjustment. (laughs) What are you... You brought Strongbow? Uh, yeah. It's just like... Kind of a nice pseudo cider way to start the night. Pseudo? Why is it a pseudo cider? <laughs> no, it's just. Um, it's, isn't it just a generic cider? Well, it is, but like lots of them are kind of sweet and make your stomach hurt after a while. I can drink these all night. Ooh. I never have that issue. No alcohol really makes my stomach hurt after <laughs> drinking. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't think of anyone that would for me either. I suppose if I probably just drank like straight vodka, like nonstop, I'd probably... If I drank straight tequila, I probably wouldn't feel amazing. Like, if that yeah. was it, if I was thinking, tonight, tequila. Just tequila. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. You guys yeah. must have the livers of gods. Like, <laughs> I have three of these and my stomach hurts. If I drank straight tequila, I'd die. I don't recommend drinking more than one, like, shot of tequila if, you, if you're gonna sip it. I uh, sick of it quickly, I'd say. I wouldn't exactly say I have the stomachs of the god. It's <laughs> like, I hope God looks better than this stomach. Maybe he's got a, a big beer belly. Maybe. Who knows? You would think after all those years reigning in heaven, you'd probably get bored and resort to alcoholism. That's what we do on here, here on earth. So. <laughs> on earth as it is in heaven. That's about all I got. As well, it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. That's the most religious that we've <laughs> No, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true we did talk about what the proper channels were to become a priest one episode. Well, we got really into it, too. Don't you, like, go to university to be a priest? I thought I there probably were courses. Could. I imagine you probably just go to a church and sort of follow a lot of the... You basically just get indoctrinated, and then there's, like, training within the church or something. I'm... I'm positive there's some kind of a secular oh, school. Prob- well, there is. Probably, yeah. It probably helps, like any other college or university course. Actually, uh, one of my dad's friends, he's a, he was an, not an engineer, an electrician at the FASCO, and he was going for night school to be a priest. Hmm. And uh, the only way he could actually remember, because you got to learn, I can't remember if you have to learn Greek and Latin or one or the other. Probably, <laughs> probably Latin with higher priority, but if you have to learn both, I guess it might make some sense. I would hope you don't have to learn both. Yeah, that'd be pretty intense. 
I know a bunch of people that did it just for uh, classical studies. I don't, know, I don't even know what you would need to know Greek for necessarily. Um, a lot of the older documents were translated into Greek. Right. Yeah. But, from, but it's 2019. From... They've also <laughs> been translated into English. That's true. That's true. That's tradition, but we were using Latin copies of things before the, what is it, the Vatican whatever reform thing. I don't know. Mm. I'm not very up on Catholicism. Neither. My liberal arts degree means I've got like a spattering of info here and a spattering of info mm. there, and they mean nothing. No. <laughs> so That's most university degrees. Liberal arts gets a really bad rap in media. Like huh. whenever there's somebody who's like, well, I'm in university, and then the wise person's like, what do you take? And we're like, oh, liberal arts. It's always the punchline. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Although, one of my biggest jokes is that the first use I've ever had for my liberal arts degree was the goddamn Minions movie. There's a moment where he's leaning against a fire hydrant and he's hitting on it, and he goes, Tu he bella, papagena. And I lean over to my girlfriend, like, That's from Mozart's The Golden Flute! <laughs> What's wrong with you? And that's the first and only direct use I've had for it. The obscure references? Obscure references. All right. But then, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of life skills you get out of it, though. Uh, a lot of good communication because you have to learn how to write and interact with people in a bunch of different fields. Uh, you get really good at mixing like ideologies, I guess. So you only learn half of one thing in one class and half in another. And then the way they can combine is usually pretty interesting. Like um, I took a third year biology course. Okay. And the only reason I passed was because I knew how to write. I failed miserably on every test. Writing goes a long way in the sciences because by the time you get to your fourth year if you are doing bigger projects and even a thesis project you have you better be good at writing because you have to be persuasive in all the arguments you're making and, and very very concise with all of your information mm -hmm. the information is actually easy to obtain because you have somebody sort of guiding you along the way and you have all this peer-reviewed literature literature to read but if you can't create something of your own writing wise yeah you're not going to do well uh, when you were, um, I'm going to mess it up, It's uh, you were studying lichens, right? Uh, For my thesis, yes. Yeah. Actually, that's incredible that you remember How the that. hell did you remember that? I don't <laughs> even think anybody else in my life remembers that. Liberal arts. But uh, did, was someone there teaching you that, or did you have to go out and do your own study for that? So, I did not really know much at all about lichens before I started the thesis project, because I, I'd taken one mycology course, which is just fungi. Lichens are not exactly fungi, but they are mentioned in this fungi course. So I had a small understanding of what they were. The reason that I studied lichens is because I chose a professor to sort of like for my, my thesis project project and his specialty was studying lichens. Oh, okay. So and then lichens that are... from that point on, it was reading like probably 200 peer reviewed articles and just it's eight months of a lot of reading and, and learning. And my obviously my professor, who is an expert, has a lot of very useful things to share with me. So, And uh, lichens are moss, right? They are not, actually. They are One or two. fungi that have created a symbiotic relationship with algae or okay. like photosynthetic organisms, essentially. That sounds really complicated. Hmm? I don't know. Not, not really in the sense that I'm... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can really easily summarize the basis of what I was studying, and that is <laughs> how fast do these things grow and how, if, if at all, do we record that? Basically, I just use photos 
and to, to compare the sizes of the things. And then I said, is this a reliable way? And I, I discussed that because there's issues with taking photos of stuff like distortion of lenses and lots of other factors to consider that lots of experts in the field didn't and pretty much means that everything that's ever been studied about lichens is useless, <laughs> at least photogrammetry wise, which. Yeah. See, it's really funny to me actually you started off with Jesse saying like, how does people saying liberal arts is useless make you feel? But everything you've just described to me is actually really similar to how I feel about liberal arts. Because you're also a photographer. Yes. And no other scientist, unless they had a photography background, probably would have thought about those things you just mentioned that I can't remember because they were yeah. photographical it, and complicated. It, it's funny because my professor, who knows a lot about these lichens, because he's been studying them all of his life, goes, goes over to the Alberta and British Columbia and all these these mountain ranges to study very specific ones that he's into or whatever. But like, he kind of brought up like the issues with studying lichens from photographs because it was a thing that everybody just took for granted that you could do. You could take pictures over the course of decades to watch these things grow because they take a very long time to grow. And he said, well, maybe there's a problem with it because people are using different cameras. They got different lenses. They got different you know, different things they pick up on, different micro contrast in the, in the colors of them. So what what is your data worth? And kind of it came down to nothing. Which is, is unfortunate. It's tragic. Yeah, it is a little bit, but it's interesting because once you know, you can sort of correct for it. Mm -hmm. Which is, yeah, it, it was a very well suited thesis to me because it was a biological biological concept I knew nothing about. Which that's pretty much every time you enter a new course, you're going to learn stuff that you've never encountered before, mixed with something that I was very passionate about at the time and still kind of am. But photography, which is that's good to hear. I'm glad <laughs> you have. It's, it's not. It's not the same though. Like at the time. Photography being a passionate hobby was so much more involved than it just being a job. I don't know. It, it's it's hard to explain, but it meant so much more to me back then. It can be a hobby still, though. We've talked about that. I don't know. I've kind of ruined it for myself. I don't. I just don't have the time to do it. If that was my full time job and I didn't have to worry about doing other stuff and I could just walk around with a camera all day, I'm working on sure. it. <laughs> Slowly, we'll see. Um, who knows? Maybe your full time passion will be filmmaking. I tell you. Uh, that's a bug that'll bite you, and it'll... Podcasting. What'd you say? It's not a good career. Don't... <laughs> Podcasting. Well, unless you're Joe Rogan, you're not pulling in good money from podcasting. Fair enough. Yeah. So I got to whisper into the mic. I can't whisper across. <laughs> it's good that you're aware of where it is, because most people just forget that they're wearing it and start bumping <laughs> it. And, like, Jesse was kind enough to put it on with love and care, so yes, I've got to... You're the first person that I've lovingly put it <laughs> on for. Tender, tenderly unbuttoned yeah. each part of your shirt everyone else you just throw the microphone at and say deal yeah. with it stupid yeah well, i've had some women so i can't do it like that like no. i did with you although um, there's a decent percentage of the women that are been on this podcast that openly just would probably bust it open so uh, without us asking or wanting that in the slightest we've had two women right i think so yeah well one was the aforementioned escort and the other one yes yeah, she would have as well no offense <laughs> But <laughs> that's a bold claim. I was going to go with 50%, but Whatever. I guess 100% of the women, according to Jesse, would have gladly <laughs> just busted their shirts up. As long what as kind of a pod to like edit it. I don't know. <laughs> Nudity on Facebook. Oh, no. Can't do. Yeah, no. Can't, can't, can't really tell do that. Although we are also an audio podcast. Yeah, now, we are. Now available on we are available Spotify, on Spotify and iTunes <laughs> and Google Play Music. Yeah. It's impressive. The reason I, I kind of hate, and a lot of podcasters do this, they do the, what we just did. But there's lots of people on those platforms, I hopefully, 
they're listening and they're like fuck i know i know it's on <laughs> you don't need to tell me that's true yeah uh, there are a couple shows i watch that they do a live show every time and they'll have to sit back and they'll be like well wait a minute chuck just did this it was very funny and you just have to trust us you guys don't have to do that you've got very scary cameras it's true I, I tend to like... Do, do you watch a lot of podcasts? Uh, Three or four. Three yeah. or four. I, I tend to like the ones that put links with timestamps, like of all the stuff they talk about. I'm, mm-hmm. A couple of them, my favorite one that I used to watch was the Rooster Teeth podcast. But everything they would mention, they would have like an article or pictures or whatever associated with what they're talking about. So you didn't even really need the video. They You'd sort of get to see the content they were talking about as it went. Perfect. Yeah. That's your job. No, that's that is an incredibly demanding <laughs> task, and and I know for a fact that they were paying somebody to do that. So, if I'm getting paid to do it, sure, but no, it's too much work. <laughs> oh, by the way, episode fifty. Welcome. I just remembered. Yeah. This is amazing. We're 50. We have to we have to call it out. We do. The fact that fifty is a big number. I remember episode thirty like it was twenty weeks ago. I don't remember any of them. I should be working on that. Am I allowed to just get up and oh, go yeah. grab another drink? Don't drink kick any cameras or tripods or lights. Yeah. Then we're good. Walk behind the camera? Technically, we could still the... record because you're you're still hot mm-hmm. right yeah. now. The, the whiskey is up for grabs should anybody choose oh, to use it. That hurts. I brought Canada Club because I decided to try that after watching a documentary in which a person drank it profusely. Reviewed I it also so far. have Weiser's whiskey yeah. if anybody wants to use it. And I got Forty Creek Heritage <laughs> whiskey. Well, Eric doesn't have to drive. Do I? No, I don't. So we're going to get him plowed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to drink too? Yeah. <laughs> I was refraining from making that joke. <sighs> so we're going to get you to floor Tila points and see how it goes. It's never happened. Never happened. The, the drunkest yet. that I have ever been around you was. <laughs> Thank you. At the we went to the the pool party together. There was Tila's family. Oh, yeah. you were drunk. Oh yeah. I, I had to bring water down. I'm not gonna get drunker than that. That was overly drunk. Yeah, that was. Well, I mean, I felt. Yeah, I felt pretty terrible leaving, but I was okay <laughs> for the rest of the night. That was fun. Though. I've never thrown up drinking or anything like that, so I haven't gotten to that point. But yeah. I don't really change that much personality-wise, necessarily. No, I just get matter. really tired, and I don't want to do much. So it's not not really good. But you're fun. I mean, you just yes. keep... It's good. <laughs> it's wonderful. I have thrown up. It's a fact. But I will still stay or stand by throwing up over having a massive hangover the next day, which yeah. I have never Yeah, that does sound preferable. The day that I do... The day that I do... I don't know what I will do. Uh, I'll tell you exactly what you'll do. You'll stay in bed all day and go, I'm never going to drink again. But see, the problem is, is when I drink, I don't plan for that to happen. So I have a full day of things to do tomorrow. <laughs> so if I get a hangover, I'm fucked. <laughs> no, you're not. You just got to power through. <laughs> I've done that too many times. <laughs> Doesn't sound pleasant. No, my late 20s have been way better than my early 20s. How old are you exactly? I guess my late mid twenties. I'm twenty six. Okay. So not actually late twenties. So like a year into it, you're feeling yeah. it's better. <laughs> That's good. That's it's good. a good start. We'll see how it goes. My past year of drinking has been better. I think uh, 
Well, it has been. <laughs> it's an odd better thing to say. Better you can drink more or better as in you drink less? I don't think it would be physically possible for me to drink more some nights. Some nights, there's a, like, there is a, a definite capacity which I reach. There's, a, there's almost a pacing limit, too, where, like, if you don't do it fast enough, you're not really getting anywhere. <laughs> what do you guys... <laughs> I don't know. Am, am I the only one with this problem? I don't... <laughs> it, it's not like I'm sitting there t- pounding back shots, like, ah, I can't... I have to do this to get drunk. It's it's like to enjoy a drink, because I kind of do enjoy the mm-hmm. taste and all the other things associated with it. it I'm too slow. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, a, a pint of beer takes me quite some time to finish probably at least half an hour to finish a pint or even a glass i have probably one drink worth of whiskey in there i'm probably gonna sip on it for like half an hour at least so it takes a while no i kind of get that and then uh... by the time you hit an hour you've already metabolized the first drink and it doesn't really add up very quickly my friend used to make a game of it where um the start of the night you just take like five shots or whatever you want to that's dangerous it's dangerous that's dangerous I only had one friend that actually did five, but you, just take a, you take a few shots and then you just do exactly what you just described, which is just coast on it. Yeah. Well, it's not the worst idea. I, I only did that once it's, and it, it was because I went to some party and I was late and they said you had to catch <laughs> up and they said, I, I'm going to give you a newfie shot. And I, said, <laughs> and I said, what is that? Three shots? And he said, no, it was two, but I'm going to give you three. And I said, okay. And I did three shots of vodka in one swig. And then, and then I was, yeah, it got me there pretty quick. Uh, it's a legend now, as, as they will say, but Justin's first week of college, we welcomed him to college with what I had read on the internet was called a college shot, just to get him going. It was a mix of rum. Vodka, Ugh. tequila, no. and whiskey, oh, all in one that's go. That's disgusting. Yeah, it was like, not amazing. Like an ounce of each or what? I can't remember what okay. it was. Um, I have had, I mean, Connor. Connor is a self-proclaimed 12 Shots of Christmas second place winner. I never said that. I actually often say I lost the 12 well, Shots Well, you did. You lost to a 90-pound woman. She earned it. She did. 12 Shots of Christmas. Explain this to me. Go, Jesse. I can't remember them. Okay. I don't remember the actual 12 shots. I might actually still have them for what it's worth. Um, One Christmas party many moons ago. And unfortunately, that's true. Like, that's not even a fake thing to say. A lot of moons happen in a year. Yeah, that's true. 11 or 12, is it? Um, We decided to have a Christmas party. I don't have it. Okay. And at this Christmas party, I designed a game based around the 12 days of Christmas, which, as I'm sure you guessed, was called the 12 shots of Christmas. So there were 12 different shots of varying alcohol percentages, like there'd be sourpuss in one, tequila in the other, and people tried to do it. And they tried to do it to... The final verse of 12 Days of Christmas. So it'd be 12, dun, 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 11, dun, 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 10, dun, dun, dun. Slower. We found a slow version. That sounds like death. It <laughs> is death. I only made it to like five. Justin, I don't know how he fared. I can't remember. 
The other people didn't fare too well. Jake might have done okay. Connor succeeded. And then went to bed. <laughs> I would have had my money on Justin because he's got a drinking man's physique. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this 90-pound woman who got tanked oh, at this party. No, the, that's like alcohol poisoning. Like, though. she was the most drunk I've ever seen somebody oh, in no. their life. I don't believe you. Flortila. It's... She it doesn't take much to get her there. Yeah, no. Just based on alcohol content, most like just put them back, and it it was amazing to watch. Like she, I don't know why, but she let loose that night, and it was not the night to say yeah, I can do twelve shots. Uh-uh. But she won. Yeah, yeah, she did. That's winning ain't worth much. That situation. I think she actually won something. I think we did have gifts or something. I can't remember. I, I literally passed out. <laughs> I have no recollection. She passed out then too. You're a monster. Is <laughs> all I got from the I story. have had some very interesting get-together experiences um, with some very interesting people. I'm not a monster. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever do 12 shots of Christmas. I, you notice that that has been pulled from every other time that I've had people. Plus, I don't really do Christmas parties anymore outside of work Christmas parties. That's true. Do, do you, either of you find yourself in circumstances now where you still do shots? Is that a thing that you do? Yes. Like, at remembrances? <laughs> like, remembrances? Like, I've never had to do a shot lately, like, just to do a shot. Yeah. Like it was a thing that happened for me at like parties, high school, I don't university. I do shots at parties anymore. Yeah. The only party and the only time that I'll actually do like fairly rapid succession of shots, and I can't like every year. It's it's one of those signs where you're like, wow, this is actually harder to do this year than it was last year. <laughs> is the yearly uh, my brother's yearly wake mm-hmm. a remembrance? A remembrance and. When there's a Texas Mickey of whiskey and three dudes drinking it, that's a liter per guy. And we finished it. And I lived. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is more alcohol than I'd like and, to consume in a night. Ever. Once again, this is how I go to bed. It's going to be a hangover tomorrow. It's going to be a hangover tomorrow. Oh, oh. And then I wake up the next morning, like, well, my head doesn't hurt. Uh, give my head a shake like I don't know what deal with the devil I have made (laughs) but it should happen Uh, so no that would probably be it if you offered if if we do a toast tonight with whiskey sure a shot of one shot of whiskey okay here's my problem with it though it's not a very enjoyable way to consume liquor no no it's not (laughs) Yeah. But it's the way that a lot of people do. Like, I even bought some absinthe when we went to see Burt Kreischer was in, in Toronto. I didn't do shots of it. See, I, I sipped it. I, but I, how was it? It, it was okay. I had one, like, shot worth, and I sipped it over the course of maybe, like, 20 minutes. It's okay. Absinthe is a... It doesn't taste as strong as it is. I think it's like... Mine was like 70% or something. It tastes kind of like licorice. I hate licorice. It's it's not bad. I don't. I mean, I guess I don't mind licorice either. But it wasn't terrible. I wish that 
like the media has issues. Absent, when I think of absinthe, I think a Euro trip. I yes. don't know, right? Yeah, the hallucinogen. Yeah, the green hallucinogenic stuff. Yes, which is actually what the bottle was. It was green yeah. stuff. And then I think back to like all the movies that I watched when I was a younger person. I don't want to say kid because that would be inappropriate. But when I was 11, 12, 13, all those movies, okay. like they really set us up for disappointment. American <laughs> Pie, fuck you. None of the exchange students in my school were remotely as cute as Nadia. <laughs> Just went to the wrong school, I guess. Well, no shit. <laughs> Mine didn't even have exchange students until there, I got to Brock. Yeah, was, university first year I was with a. There was one university student. Good-looking exchange student. My entire school term, she was French. I definitely thought you were gonna go with he there for a second. <laughs> oh. Thought that was the lead up. That's my story because the first year of university, I had three roommates, and then the first term there was a, an exchange student, and he was Swedish, and he killed oh, yeah. the ladies, at, like every night, some different girl, and he was fuck. He didn't even like. He just took it for granted. He didn't <laughs> realize how good he had it. You know, the scary thing is, you don't know if that's true. Maybe back in Sweden, it was even better. And this was just like his vacation. Swedish women. Maybe. It might be. No, because if they're... Swedish women... I feel like Swedish women are harder to get than Canadian women. Well, of course they would be, because they all look Swedish. He comes here. He's a Swedish guy. He's got an okay accent. That was... I don't know what that was. (laughs) I I think maybe it's it's more on the regard of, of female empowerment in Sweden. I think women in Sweden are probably... I don't know. Maybe feel more control and control and all that. And I don't know. I tried to talk to him a few times about it. But anyways, he, he <laughs> slayed pussy over here. That's for sure. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. I'm, I'm not Swedish, so I don't know. I can't really get that luxury. Although he was a pretty good looking guy, so that was going for him too. Of, of all my trips overseas, I have not slayed pussy. Even my extended trips to Italy. Where... Where is it that Canadians are most appealing? Because the one that always gets put around is Australia for some reason. I don't are know Canadians why. appealing? I just I don't always know. thought we had the blandest of accents. But you see, it depends. Like, you say, ah, uh, a lot of the Caribbean islands like Canadians. That's great. It's because we tip well. <laughs> but they didn't seem to like me very much. And, for what it's worth, that's great. I've been offered sex in Jamaica. I didn't take it. It, was, it weirded me out. I, I didn't know where this podcast was going to go when I sat down. It was in a store with my family. Go anywhere you want it to go. We could talk about intellectual stuff again, or we could well, no, no, talk I'm, about having sex in foreign countries. I'm happy. I just didn't know the. I didn't know the rules. I didn't no. know the. Yeah. On on Spotify and iTunes and the Google Play Music Store, because that's where we're on. We are listed as not safe for work, yeah. so <laughs> we can say whatever we want. Who's I, listening to podcasts out loud at work? <laughs> It'd be a really weird workplace if they were. And if they were... They actually, okay. I do work in a workplace where people listen to podcasts out loud. Except the only podcast that it ever is is the Joe Rogan podcast. That's it. Oh. That's not a bad podcast to be out loud, It's though. explicit, but it's a great podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, electricians do it all the time for some reason. All right. You work on construction sites. Yes, I We do. don't listen to podcasts out loud at weddings. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, how long do you think it'll be before uh, hipster bars 
start showing like because joe rogan doesn't necessarily have a schedule but you can more or less catch a recent one they just start showing joe rogan podcasts on the tv they won't do it just play random episodes the exclusive no they won't do it for sure not i've never i've never seen a bar or establishment that is running youtube videos for one we run youtube videos at our establishment we just don't serve booze what is your establishment oh we sell uh, collectibles okay yeah. I'm thinking like restaurants and stuff like that. Uh, okay. okay, so if you're going based on online videos, uh, Lester D's Diner down the street shows Netflix they all the time. Show movies, yeah, yeah, which is illegal once again, by the way. Yeah, but they're never gonna find the repercussions. It is illegal. I'm just laughing because you name dropped them and then said, "By the way, they're illegal." Who cares? I mean, well, they're, they're an okay they restaurant and they get plenty of business, I guess, but. They're going to fly under the radar forever with that. Well, of course they will. It's just Netflix, when you sign up in that fine print, it's for personal use only, yep. not commercial use. Well, they're not making money off it. I Who's mean, to maybe, say they maybe they are. I, I know for a fact, every time I go in there, there's going to be a movie on. I could go I there to watch true. movies if I really wanted to. But I think they could make the argument that if people were coming there to watch Netflix movies, they could buy a Netflix account cheaper than it would cost to eat food there. I don't think that would hold up in court. I don't know. The entertainment industry is weird like that. Uh, Bars that play the Super Bowl have to pay a license to play the Super Bowl. And if it's a small bar, they obviously pay less than a bigger bar because it is a per capacity of the bar. What? Yeah. (laughs) That's fucked. YouTube content doesn't really have licensing requirements like that. Nope. I mean, people. most people don't upload it as Creative Commons or anything like that. Let's just say they upload it with fully rights withheld, like most people do. I feel like they're legally within the right to play that at pretty much any establishment. Yeah. But nobody does. It's it's like the, the lack of credibility in internet video content still exists, where you can't really have made it until you're in some kind of other media stream. Well, next time I go to Walmart, I'm just going to play the Joe Rogan podcast and every one of the sample phones and walk away. <laughs> Sounds like a fun thing to do. (laughs) Doesn't sound too bad. This would probably be the most fun I ever had in a Walmart. We should do that now. Oh, wait. None of us can drive there, can we? Not currently, no. But there's Uber. But it's it's not worth it. Uber too. Have you tried to pick an Uber in St. Catharines? Actually, it's not that bad now that I think about it. I've never never had a bad experience with Uber. I've... I've only had one experience with Uber. That's true. We went and that was with you. Yeah. It was, and it was just down the street. <laughs> some guy that was quiet, and we went in his... What, what was he driving? The Lincoln yeah. MKZ or something? The, the Ford Fusion of Lincolns. I told him I was drunk, and I also told him that he took my Uber virginity. How do you react? He didn't say much about it. Huh. Yeah. The, Chuckled, at least, I think. Yeah. The most... Well, the most fun I've had that wasn't alcohol-fueled in Toronto was uh, taking an Uber pool. If you have nowhere to be fast, take an Uber pool because it's way cheaper and you're going to pick up and drop off like five people before you get to your destination. I guess you meet a lot of interesting people. I guess you can find out where the party's at pretty much because you could just... Yeah, depending on when you pick it up. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't have good podcast etiquette. I'm working on that. What I, what etiquette do you, ugh, etiquette do you think you're lacking? Uh, I can see when you're about to talk, but it doesn't clue in. Oh, I don't care. Okay, Just talk over me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's an odd social faux pas where people are like, oh, you're talking over me. It's so rude. I don't care. I talk over people all the time, and people talk over me because that's just what humans do. Yeah, we do. talk over him all the time. But I don't get offended <laughs> by it. That it's kind of maybe you could say oh, it's people trying to show dominance over each other and trying to get their point across. 
it's an entirely valid way of communication in my opinion i um i was more so just thinking that i was messing up audio quality if i was nah. trying to talk while you were that's nah, good oh, it's, okay. it's not too hard to differentiate voices it's when P Jesse gets really close to the mic and starts yelling that it's really, really distracting. He's not yelling. He's or talking he likes very to talk sedually. away from the microphone in yeah. some other direction, which is really bad with these. Sometimes. Your your microphone is actually direct. It works in pretty much any direction, but Sometimes these got to talk at them. Yeah. Or, he, or he's checking his phone or something. Or over here. See, this is another part where if someone's not watching the video, it just looks really weird. <laughs> well, it, well they, it doesn't look They get look some anything. sort of audio spectrum about it. Uh, let's, we've talked about this many times on the podcast. Do you know anything about ASMR? <laughs> I know it's probably one of the most frustrating things I've ever heard of. It's frustrating? <laughs> it just kills me. It's just, was it autonomy, autonomous sensory meridian response? Yeah. It's, that doesn't mean anything. No, no, it's a bunch of, a thing that a bunch of kooks made up to make it sound legitimate. <laughs> but, I mean, it probably is legitimate. It's just that they're going about it the wrong way. I'm certain that, um... I'm certain that there are certain sounds that make people feel calm, but every time I've heard ASMR, I just feel super awkward. Yeah, no, lots of people don't really get into it. I mean, anyways, <laughs> I was going to use that to make my point about a binaural audio space. Cause a lot of them have two microphones, and you can sort of get a feeling for the, the space of the room mm. with it, which isn't quite as good as this, because I think we're going to probably upload it in mono. It's usually what we do. but So ASMR makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... See, here's the thing. A lot of people who even have the right response to it, and it's not even a calming response, it's a specific tingly sensation that most people say runs up and down their spine or other parts of their body. Okay. A lot of people who have it don't like to watch those types of videos, the ones that are intentional ASMR, people that are recording it for that purpose. A lot of times it's unintentional, like it's uh, somebody went to a barber shop and then recorded their friend getting a, some kind of scalp rub and a face shave or whatever, and then that something about the sounds and the visuals of that is it's relaxing, but it also causes this weird response in them. I'm going to talk over it now. Yeah. Uh, just because you mentioned the barbershop. I've listened to more ASMR stuff as of late because we keep bringing it up. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's very interesting. Sometimes I do get a feeling. But mentioning the barbershop, the most spine-tingling, best feeling, like I wish I could just duplicate it forever, mm -hmm. is when I'm getting the back of my neck shaved. Yeah. And they just go over my spine and it just that... tingles. And it feels so good you can almost imagine it into, like i'm into purring feeling. almost yes it, you can almost imagine that oh. in a way that you sort of feel it in a sense you get the, you know what the feeling's like that's a little bit of an indication of what asmr is kind of like for people who haven't experienced it before okay and if you, you want can, me to shave the back of your neck so you can experience it if you I can find a way to <laughs> induce it upon yourself it is very very nice is it like those uh, head scalp massagers that you see at like the showcase? Okay, maybe I could see. I've had that happen too. I, I'd say it's more like if you get a sudden chill or something, and all of the hairs, or let's just say you get to the end of Sixth Sense or a Thriller, and like you see the, you know, the whole what do they call the twist? All the hairs in your body stand up. What you just described is terror. Okay, <laughs> like that. I like that feeling. <laughs> true <laughs> no I, I get what you're saying though it's like it's like, it's like electricity it's, yeah through your whole body or yeah. through a certain part of your body unfortunately i also get that at work all the time i don't know what happens there's like dry air or something the static builds up and then anytime i touch something metal yeah. i can feel all the hair standing up hmm. customers will laugh at me for it because they'll be like hey, can you just get that off the rack 
but to get that off the rack, you have to grab the magnet that's attached to the uh-huh. fridge. You should just find a way to keep yourself grounded more. Yeah, uh, I was going to buy one of those uh, grounding wires for a computer. And just keep yourself hooked up to like a desk the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> it's gotten really bad. Even the um, even the phone, it's mostly covered in plastic, but wherever the speakers are exposed to let sound out, I can zap myself through that. That's interesting. <laughs> it's painful. Uh, ooh, I don't know how I did it. I think I had a, I had a pair of headphones on once, and I somehow grounded myself through the headphones, and it went into my ears. Huh. It was extremely painful. I can imagine. I don't get many static shocks at my work, although I do get real shocks occasionally. I had one shock like that at BD's, actually. I was <laughs> screwing around with the computers trying to clean up the display, and I got shocked through the, through the outlet. Hmm. I don't know how. But I did. That's the extent of my shocking. I tend to walk through puddles and, and work with electro, electric tools in the rain. So yeah. Oh, Jesus. Doesn't help. And I found out, it took it took me like over a year to figure this out. One time I was carrying, we have a radio, and I was carrying that through rainy conditions. And it has a ground wire and everything. But somehow I got shocked. And like it was, it was really startling. It was the first time I ever got shocked on that job site. And also... It was like this weird radiating feeling up and down between my fingers and my elbow, and it was just, I fucking threw the radio. <laughs> I looked in it the other day, because we broke it, and there's like a series of outlets you can plug other things into, and you can see inside the radio now. And I looked inside, there are three wires. There's a white one, a black one, and a green one. Which one do you cut? The green one. No, I was cut. about to say, you don't oh, cut the green one, because that's the ground wire. Inside this radio <laughs> that my boss bought brand new, DeWalt radio, the green wire, the ground was cut. On one of them. I don't know why that was, but I became the ground, and (laughs) then I got shocked. That was a long time ago, but... It was a shocking experience. It was. There's other other weird stuff, like I get calluses on my finger, and for some reason that has less resistance than the rest of my hand. So if I touch something that's electrically conductive, it goes to there first for some reason. It's kind of painful. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that now because it's going to bug the crap out of me. But So, as the three of us have now explained, Eric has the manliest job out of the three of us. Oh, yeah. Building houses? Yes. Yeah. I've got a, two pansy-ass jobs. Oh. I love them both. I There's something about the atmosphere of mostly manual labor jobs because I've worked in like factories and stuff too. Being able to say whatever you want and just absolutely mental stuff happening where you're just saying awful things to each other and there's like <laughs> near death accidents happening on a regular basis which it's it's i'm maybe being a little bit dramatic but it's a dangerous <laughs> workplace i mean you could fall off a roof at any moment or whatever and there's lots of things involved but it's i love it I, there's something about it that's way better i did contracting for a while and i i definitely get what you're saying but there's some really bad stuff too mm-hmm. like i have thought about it because Eventually, I will have to decide what I'm going to do. And I thought, well, I could kind of try to do entry-level framing stuff with Eric. And every time I think about it, I just have this visual of a really of me falling off a roof. You won't be on a roof. Well, good. <laughs> took me about a year. Yeah, about a year before I ever set foot on a roof, pretty much. Okay, well, thank you. That has helped my my issues. I don't do... You don't have to do anything that you're asked to do. That's another weird thing about framing. You can sort of just do what the fuck you want, because as long as it's safe. I don't know. I, every time we get a new person, it's like, what should I do? I'm like, whatever you want. <laughs> Although you might get fired. 
That was the awful thing about contracting is that my boss would say, can you do this? And the answer is yes or no. It's not, do you want to do this? It's, are you capable? Mm. Well, to a degree, they'd be like, I want you to go and do this on the roof. And nine times out of ten, it's like, yeah, roofs are fine. And the one time, like, yeah, can you just stretch out over here and paint that one spot? <laughs> no. I wasn't doing legal contracting. No. What what exactly were you doing? Uh, I was renovating houses. Okay. So, um, I... Like this, you, you yourself were a contractor or you were I was sub- a contractor. Okay. Yeah. Well... Officially, I was a contractor because I wasn't working under another contractor, mm-hmm. but it was just, um, it was like, it was supposed to be general labor, but because I was the only guy on the crew that could fit in some of the tighter spots, I then became like the de facto, like, Thin insulator, guy electrician. Yeah. Shouldn't have to fit in two weird spots to do it was, insulation um, or like. It was because all of the electrical ran through the roof of the house, like up in the attic. And okay. right in the middle of the attic, it was about probably maybe three or four feet across was the whole width of the crawl space. And the initial like two and a half feet was chimney. Yeah. So there was only like this much space. This much this, space. This is a rafter-based roof, not a truss-based roof. So yeah. it was just on the sides and you were in the middle. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, so there was not much space to get around the chimney and all the electrical was past it. Hmm. So I'd be sending pictures to my boss like... This is what it looks like. You, What's it supposed to look were like? Are you going up there with like a live wire detector of some kind? No. No. Oh, no. I could see all of it. Like it was oh. all bare once okay. it got up there. It was just covered by insulation. Yeah, that's the thing. Going through my attic, because in, in my house, there was knob and tube at one point, and I was worried that, that might be live, but luckily it's not. <laughs> that's terrifying. Um, but there was there's other electrical wires, and I was in the attic, and I was just using that. Like, there's a wire. This one's not live. This one's not live. Oh, that one is live. Okay. And just getting a feel of like what I'm surrounded by and not what not to touch. I um, I trusted my boss maybe a little bit more than I should have. There was a moment where he's like, yeah, I just need you to just undo this like outlet and replace it with this outlet. I'm like, yeah, okay. Is the wire dead? Yep, I've turned it all off. Ooh. And then I, uh, I bridged whatever gap was there and it was not dead. Nope. And uh, I didn't realize this, but you're not in control when the bot, like when you get shocked... Whatever happens is happening. You're you're stuck there. Uh, that that hurt. Yeah, it would <laughs> hurt imagine. a lot. I don't like. There's a weird thing, and maybe you you felt it too. There's a distinct difference for me at least between DC current and AC current. I have never felt DC current. I imagine oh. if I did, I'd be dead. For some, well, I feel like if Eric's telling you there's a difference between ec and dc I mean, there, there is a difference but one <laughs> the, is the main situation in which you would die is if it crossed through your heart and stopped basically your valves working properly but right. but in the circumstance where you don't have that happen it just stop it goes through some other part of your body ac current for me is less painful but it involves like you feel like a radiating feeling for some reason i don't know what it like I always feel like going between two very distinct points of my body, wherever it is that it's shocking me. And it's, it's like pins and needles, I would describe mm-hmm. it as. DC current, and then the most I've got hit with before was, it was 12 volts and I don't know how many amps, but it was on a, a switch and I had wired it backwards. So it blew, <laughs> it blew when I, I flipped it on. Poor design that it would shock me at the same time, but I got shocked with that and it's like a jolt. Instantaneously happens and it's over and it hurts like hell. I've only ever felt the first one. 
I uh, I don't know much about electricity though, which is why I'm not an electrician. No. <laughs> the only electrical work I've ever really done is replacing in kind, or when we tore down walls and I was looking at something. That is a live wire duct taped together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't leave that, can we? No. So technically it's illegal for me to replace it, but since I've torn it, it's illegal for me to leave it. Yes. And they weren't hiring a master electrician. Oh. So... It's one of those things that electricians do all the time. Even just ripping down a couple of the walls we have in, in my house, it was just a live junction in the wall. And before that, we had talked about, oh, we're going to take down this wall. And I'm like, should we use a sawzall? I'm like, no, I don't trust this wall. I might, <laughs> I might cut a wire. And Tila's like, ah, they'll all be at this level. I'm like, I don't trust it. Smash the wall. Sure enough, there's a wire that goes like all the way from the top of the wall to the bottom in a weird shape. Isn't it just a good rule of thumb to not trust? No. I mean, if you did it yourself. Yes, that's a different story. Even in a modern house, you could probably trust that they're doing it right for most subdivisions, but uh, you're still taking a risk. Yeah. uh, Older houses have been a lot of fun for me because if a house is over like 100 years old, you have no idea what's behind the wall you're about to hit. No, it's pretty cool though. It is pretty cool until it's like, oh, that's that is a brick of asbestos. Well, if it's over 100 years old, it won't have that. Yeah. It depends <laughs> on when the renovations were done. Yes. Yeah, some of the, a lot of times for the, the houses that were built in like the 1920s and 30s, they would use the asbestos later to like insulate like piping for, for a boiler or things like that. Yeah, I was just about to say for us, it was behind some of the vents. Yeah. It was just like a small block of it. I haven't encountered any of that in my house, although... The, there's quite a few things that struck me as interesting. Like the, for instance, the framing is, it's two by four, but it's inconsistent two by four. Like for instance, like the width on a two by four these days is an inch and a half, regardless of it, pretty much anywhere you find them. But back then they would just use varying thicknesses. It didn't really matter. It was the width that mattered because you got to stick drywall to it. But other than that. But I so tell much. women too. <laughs> what? Uh, if I try to peel this open, it's going to sound really awful. I was just passing it. Absolute through. vodka label would sound awful. <laughs> so he opens it in I front of the... I don't think it'll sound that bad. It probably won't sound no. pleasing necessarily. Yeah, maybe it's okay. This is the ASMR experience. <laughs> oh. What? Oh. <laughs> Connor almost ate it. This is vodka. Yeah, I wouldn't have just read it from the label. to be anything else. I can confirm. Yes. Is there a reason why you chose Absolute Vodka? It's your um, favorite? No, just no. it was it was there. It was there. I, Sounds uh, like a lot of choices of teenagers like, ah, need vodka. <laughs> is this vodka? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Get it. College, just so many nights of Prince Igor vodka. Oh, God, Prince Igor. <laughs> my, are... my default's always been Polar Ice. Polar, Polar ice okay. would be better than Prince Igor. Prince Igor, I don't even look for it anymore. I don't know if it exists, but at one point it, it was like does. the it bottom exists. of the barrel. Really? I used Not to, good vodka. I used to buy it for a customer at Pizza Pizza. There's pretty much no di- difference. When you guys go to the LCBO, there pretty much seems to be no difference in the price of most. Like mm-hmm. you could look at the shelf of whiskeys. For the same amount of like content, they almost all cost the same. Same with vodkas. It's very difficult yeah. to say, oh, this is the cheap one necessarily. Yeah, it's um, there are a couple brands I just won't drink anymore, and this just happens to not be one of them. So I a, a grab vodka. that one. Yeah. Hmm. What brands of vodka won't you drink Smirnoff? anymore? Yeah, I try to avoid Smirnoff. Like, Why? It just tastes harsh to me. Yeah. 
and um, Prince Igor. Uh, there's Iceberg. Iceberg's all right. And there's Alberta whatever something. I haven't tried that. There's, um, man, I cannot pronounce the Russian name. Uh, Stolly. Stolly. Never heard that? of it. It's, um, it's like a golden red logo with a white background. It's not bad vodka. It's no. just not really my taste. Absolute's fine, though, so. Yeah. I grabbed that. Absolutely. <laughs> it's fine. I think I got to stop rotating whiskeys because I'm just trying to try everything else. For some, The best one that I've found yet, and I'm, I should just buy it, is the Northern Harvest Rye from Crown Royal. I've never heard of that. I don't like the regular Crown Royal. And if, in fact, if I had to pick like a generic whiskey, I like the most would just be Forty Creek. But the Northern Harvest stuff is so good. Crown it's, Royal for me is—I'm not a fan, but my neighbor, another interesting dude that needs to be on the podcast, but needs to be a night where you can drink because he won't—he won't open up unless there's alcohol in him, and he has I get stories. That. And he turned 65, and his friend gave him a 65-year-old bottle of Crown Royal. Wait, aged 65 oh, years yeah. or 65 years old? Well, probably not aged 65 years. Cool. I don't know. How is it? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It was way That's back when... some serious stuff. It's the best thing I've ever had. Like, it's the best Crown Royal. It's the best... Like, it's the best alcohol... Like, you can drink it as a sipping drink or a shot, and there's no recoil. Like, it was amazing. Hmm. It was way back. Apparently, way back when Seagram's owned Crown Royal, and that's from way back when. So even the uh, the marketing and the, the labels on the Crown Royal is different. Is that before hmm. it came in a purple bag and... Yes, I think yeah. so. I've, I've never been old enough to see it in the purple bag, but I know it was a thing they did. What? Oh, you're out of a drink. I was pointing at which oh, one did you want. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm going to go to the washroom first, actually, because I think that's necessary at this point. But I'm going to get one when I come back. Oh, Connor and I will we'll get to the off-color part of the podcast. Off-color? Yeah. So run me through a normal podcast for you guys, because I'm having trouble... Usually less washroom breaks. Usually less washroom breaks. Uh, typically an hour long. We've, well, an hour to an hour 15, unless there's a guest. Sometimes we go longer if the guest is interesting. We've never had somebody who is just so dull that we don't do at minimum an hour. Sometimes for time constraints, it's it can only be an hour. Um, and we follow... Like, we know you, so it's really just a conversation. But if it was a guest that we didn't know, we try to personify them. Okay. So a lot of people that we deal with are, well. Like, uh, politicians, call girls. Well, we had we had a politician, so it was very important that we personified him, right? We wanted to make sure that he came across as a, I mean, as he is, but also as a human being. For the escort, Sure. We just wanted stories. She told stories and whatnot. Uh, but I would say the most successful one, it is the most successful one. I think I've mentioned this, the Niagara 411, mm-hmm. seen by many people. But his page is Niagara 411. It's not him. So for him to come on the podcast, that was, hey, let's introduce potentially 30,000 people. I mean, as many people as 
as we'll watch to a guy that they may like and share and comment on stuff every day but we had to obviously personify it so mm-hmm. there's no structure no, we used to have a structure we really do we did we had a list of things to talk about oh like in the first few <laughs> we did we, we, we had a list of things to talk about and it worked and it was good but going back and listening <laughs> we're so different it was so more it was more awkward like it, just the conversation it was not as free-flowing which maybe it was better I don't know <laughs> I'm sure someone will be kind enough to comment for you thankfully either we're so under the radar or so mellow that nobody gets mad the most comments we've had that were semi-negative were the Niagara 411. Hmm. Like, one of the things that they commented on, it was something at the beginning of the podcast, like, within the first minute that it was live, somebody commented saying, Eric asked the guest, oh. what do you use your camera for? <laughs> or I, can't, I can't necessarily blame that person because they're like, oh, idiot, he didn't think that he was going to use it to take pictures, but it's, it's fine. I mean, not everybody is necessarily a, a photographer and knows that there's many different uses for a camera other than just broadly you could You could very easily buy a DSLR now and never use it to take photos, and it's just a video machine. Like, yeah, that's, you could. Or or for him, maybe it would be news coverage stuff, but for the other another person, it's just purely modeling work or whatever. Like, it's an entirely different tool for different people. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of the other comments were more like, hey, do you guys fact check everything that's said? And then I very concisely said, no, and that's okay. Because you as an audience member can discern truth to whatever level you'd want for yourself. And yeah, we might confront the guest on the show about it, but we don't necessarily know. So yeah. One of you guys, I need you to look for me. Is AC or DC more dangerous? Because now I'm scared. If somebody answers, I, think... I will be impressed. Well, it's like 40 so, minutes in. Okay, Tila, you're Googling this now, aren't you? <laughs> she doesn't have to Google it. The, the main difference overall, like the reason why we use AC current to begin with, is just due to its ability to be transmitted long distances without losing, like dissipating power, and it can be done more fuel efficiency. I thought it was the other way around. I thought DC was the one that was super long distance, and AC was no. easier to work with. So in the United States... DC current was the way that people would power their homes and lights and things like that for a long time in the first stages of using electricity. But it was very cost effective. Like it was very difficult to transmit that through wires. And I believe it was Nikola Tesla that pretty much he I don't think he didn't invent AC current, but he brought it to I guess a, a functional existence in, in America first, I believe. So and then and then you could make it go long distances essentially. Somebody fact check this. I, I need you. I don't. It's very different because a lot of the devices we use in our everyday lives that use DC, DC current or tend to be lower voltage. They're not 120 volts. They're typically like five or, or 12 or something like that. So it's a lot more low voltage applications. And the current even on those is probably not super high. Um, what is it? 500 milliamp is like a, a old school USB port, and there's like 2.4 amp ones you get to charge your phone now but it's not super high current whereas if you plug something in the wall you could potentially pull in a kitchen outlet up to well up to about 17 amps or so so it's a lot more voltage and current that you're dealing with a lot more power 
I did not know that. Yeah. Thank you for teaching me. I don't necessarily Holy know that much about what I'm talking about either, so <laughs> who knows? Has Jesse done his first drink finally? Shut up. <laughs> I think I'm on my third. Yes, I am. Hmm. Let's see, if you're on your third, I guess I got to start slowing down. <laughs> Ooh, a different kind of summer's bee. Black berry. It's tasty. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'll take a sip. Oh, I definitely thought that was a cheers. Oh. <laughs> Do you I'm want a sip too? Or no, I'm good. I know what it tastes like. It, yep. I don't know. That's a very familiar taste for some reason. But it's not because I drink Summer's Bee. Well, Do no, you they, eat blackberries? Summer's Bee 100%. It's still an, is it still an apple cider? Because it still has a hint of apple, even though it's very berry-ish. I don't know. Apple wine. Apple wine. There apple you go. Apple juice concentrate. I can still taste the apple. Um, summer's Bee kind of nails their flavors better than a lot of things. Like when you drink an apple Summer's Bee, you're like, this is alcoholic apple juice. Yeah. Not like the apple liqueur. That is alcoholic <laughs> apple juice. Oh, yeah, that. What was that called exactly? I can't remember. Oh. It's a German apple liqueur. We had it for New Year's. If you mix this apple liqueur with apple juice at no matter what, like you could drink it straight and you think, well, this is... Like warm apple juice. You had me right up until warm apple juice. But if juice. you mixed it with apple juice, you would never know that there was alcohol in that Still, apple juice. Still, it's an option to put it in the fridge. Okay, that's fair. Maybe not one that Jesse's thought of, but then no, it would no, taste no, no, like no, regular was, apple no, juice. No, no, I wasn't saying that. I'm saying, <laughs> like, when you drink, like with most alcohols, there's always that slight warming effect when you oh, drink it. Okay. Okay. Not little literal warmth. Oh, by the way, since Connor kind of mentioned it, we should cheers. Say cheers. Oh. It's perfect. Um, Happy 50th. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this product to you because it was a bit of a joke before on the podcast. There's a place in Welland called Cheers. It's a bar. Okay. And a friend of mine and I were we just make dumb jokes all day long, but we I pitched this to him. I'm like, what if? And and we sort of worked on it together. I don't know what part of it he made up and what part of it I made up, but we we're like the they should pitch a product there at Cheers. And they should say, for lonely people, you can come in and you don't got to worry. Because if you don't have anybody there to share a drink with, we, as an establishment, will pre-cheers your beer. So when we hand it to you, it's already been cheers. <laughs> so Eric and I, in I think we said July is when we're going to do it. We need to actually set a hard date. Uh, he and I are going to do a amateur open mic stand-up bit at yeah. Showtime. And you're more than welcome to come and laugh. I will do we, my best. We need people to laugh. Oh, yeah, it's going to suck, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I it's, don't have anything prepared at all now, and I probably won't have anything prepared until like a week before. So we'll see. Mine will just be stories. That's where I'm best at. I think you're going to sell oh, that well. Wait, by the way, I found something. And then are, somebody's are we coming here. back to the original story about Cheers? No. Nope. <laughs> We're done. Just based on stories. Uh, and then somebody's here, so I got to. Somebody is here. Yeah. Oh. Very interesting. Oh, actually. This is. I was quite distracted for a moment because I realized you're holding something that isn't your iPhone, but it is an iPod. Yes, it is. Son of a gun! I must have deleted it. Okay, I don't have proof. I'll find it again. I realized the other day that my iPod Touch for years has been also collecting messages. Yeah, I get to my iPhone. Yes, it does. So one night I was going through 
the old messages from years ago. And I was deleting old ones, you know, old conversations, old women I've dated. But I came across... How many old women have you dated? Old women? Like old women? Only one. one. Ten years older. Yeah. But, um, that was less exciting than I wanted it to be. Uh, but I came across the text messages between me and the infamous wheelchair girl. <laughs> the one that ran you over. Yes. <laughs> and then I scrolled through the messages... For the entertainment factor. Is it entertaining? It's fairly entertaining. And then I got to the point, because in, in when I talk, um, somehow she got in. Who? Yes. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Cameo. Um, one of the things that I talk, which is true, but it is also a joke, is when she was... When I slowly stopped talking to her, she used the fact that she was, she can still feel everything, but she is incredibly flexible as a selling factor to me. Okay. Are you there? What are you doing? I don't know. I'll just buzz you in. Now, here I thought you were like trying to set the mood, turn the lighting down or something. Just. I Why are you sticking your arm across my I camera, Jesse? No That's my idea. camera. Okay. Um, I'm unprepared for something. Uh, anyways, yeah, I came I across that. the messages of her actually saying that. So, hmm. it's just one of my old co-workers coming for a visit. This guy's night has not Hi. been guy's night. No, it, this, this is different. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Oh, dear. That's the way I felt. <laughs> He was late, so we were just finishing up. Oh, okay. Do you want to say hi? People have heard about you. Oh, what? How? Who? <laughs> We've mentioned Monica before. Okay. Once or twice. Quite possible. But I, I dare you. Not sure if by name. Hi. Yes, we have. <laughs> but I dare you to go through 70 hours of footage to find stuff that we've talked about. Don't you. bother. Don't do it. Okay. Actually, you know what we talked about? Are, are we leaving I already? I don't know. I don't know. We've talked about... Um, we talked but, about your Christmas uh, present that I got fungi you. Fungi and... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one that I was saying might constitute sexual harassment? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Can you that... say that louder? I don't think my mic got it. If you want to just... Yeah, um, confirm that it was fun and not sexual harassment. <laughs> Please. Not creepy, not creepy at all. No. Okay. Well, I could be damned, but... What? Oh, uh... Nice to meet you. Oh, Connor, Monica, Monica, Connor. Um, We've I derailed guess, our own podcast. Yeah, this is this is this. Is, we're at an hour. This is a good time to slow things down. People are going to show up. Jake will be here soon. Oh, you can be your first guest. Hey, that was my reaction. I can be your first guest under an hour. No, we're at an hour. Hour six. Oh, and that's not because you're not interesting. You can talk for that long, Jesse. Jesse can talk forever. Thank you. It's good. I am good. I make people laugh. Actually, I showed her last night the the text messages for the, for the <laughs> wheelchair girl. Yes. See, it was real. <laughs> I don't know why I deleted it, but it exists. It so, existed. It existed. It okay. still does. We gotta sign off before we keep rambling. Yes. Oh, is it super culty like the opening? Dang. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that again. Can we try? No. Can Connor, try the sign off. We don't have a sign. That's true, we uh, don't. I was about to ask. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah, have wait, a good wait. night. This is our non-sign-off sign-off. Sign-off.